0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode fifty of Two Dudes of Sports News. As always, my name is Garrett. I'm here with my co-host.
1: What to do? What to do? This Jalen
0: Prince. We're on episode fifty, man. We're halfway to one hundred, and then two episodes away from y'all having an entire year's worth of content. If you just want to listen to an episode a week, we'll get to where we have three sixty-five at some point. But that's we got a long way to go. Let's just let's celebrate in fifty for now. <laughs> I'm celebrating by having a broken AC in my apartment in the middle of southeastern Georgia in uh, the summer. Um, Jesus! I'm going to be punchy today. (laughs) I'm going to be punchy today. I hope you get that good deodorant. Oh, I do. But that's a different... (laughs) (laughs) So, let's get right into it, man. I have to start with the Clown of the Week uh, on Twitter. Uh, For those of you who have been living under a rock for the last, you know, seven well, to before, ten days.
1: Real quick, before we really get into it, I'm like, I'm still trying to think. We're really at 50?
0: Yeah, we're really like, at 50. That, that really sucked in. We're really at 50. We've been doing this for more than a year. We've been doing this for a year since April. We've taken weeks off in between. We've done everything. So we're at 50 Life now. is lifeing, and I'm Life like, is lifeing. Fifty.
1: We get close to 100. Yeah,
0: Jesus. we are. We're half, halfway there. That was good. I was waiting on you to cue that up. All right, man. Well, let's get right into it. I We got to talk about, for, again, for those who don't know, there's a, I don't even know how old he is. He's like, what, 10 or something? Like, so there's a guy. So there is a dude on Twitter, and he is uh, goes by the name of Baby Gronk, and he's on social media and everything like that. And it's a, it's the father of a 10-year-old child who's supposed to be the next big thing in college football. Now, apparently, Dad has been, in his words, programming little dude since he was six. So he's been choosing to feed him salmon and like chicken and brown rice and other sad, unseasoned things, which might be one of the biggest tragedies of this whole thing. Is the unseasoned food that this child is probably growing up with.
1: Yeah, that's my only knock about it. I mean, he is getting food, but oh, you're not I, I seasoning. Got, that is it. That's where I'm going to draw the I, line. I got
0: plenty of knocks. And you, and you can season chicken. You can season salmon. You can season veggies and have really, really good, healthy food. But that, that's a different conversation for a different day. This is a sports show, not a cooking show. We will not get into it that way. But what I will get into. Unless you're a guest
1: star, then we got our question of the day.
0: That's true. But what I will get into is the fact that a dad is trying to live vicariously through his son. And that's what I'm not okay with. If you've seen videos of this dude in interviews, his dad is raising a, you know, a, a parrot, basically. He tells him everything he wants to say. He tells him everything he wants him to say. And he basically, the, the kid just says yes to whatever his dad wants. And like, it's it's frustrating to me. He, the, in my eyes, and I may be right, I may be wrong, but in my eyes, The dude is using his 10-year-old kid for clout, and he's going to try to basically turn his kid into the the perfect athlete and everything, which we've already seen happen. Jalen, do you remember Todd Marinovich? No. Exactly. Todd Marinovich was a quarterback back in the late 90s, early 2000s, if I remember correctly. He was on Sports Illustrated as the kid who would never had junk food, never had an Oreo, never had anything like that, and he cracked under the pressure. He basically had his life controlled all the way up until uh, college and the pros. And then the second he was out of the house, everything fell apart. You're forcing the kid to live a very strict and specific lifestyle at the age of 10. 10. Here's my thing. If this is what he wants, and Ryan Clark said it best on one of the podcasts he was on. I don't know if it was Pivot or I Am Athlete, but he made a great point. His kid was talking about how he wants to play in the NFL, and Ryan Clark said, great. Great. I'll help you and support you in any way that I can. But the second I am forcing you to chase this dream, I'm out. Because that's the thing. As a parent, you're supposed to, you know, if support your kid as best you can. If your kid really wants to be at the NFL and really play this next level, support him as best he can. But if he doesn't want that and you're forcing this on him, you're a garbage person. You're about to be a father soon. Am I? No. (laughs) Like,
1: oh no! I just yeah, because like you, like you were talking, you were talking like you're on your like you're on your way. No, it's just because
0: I'm, I know I'm a decent person. That's how I view it. Like, if if I had a kid, and the kid was like, if I had a kid, and the kid was like, if I want to play basketball, great, cool, I'll help you any way I can. I don't want basketball. I want to play football. All right, cool, I'll help you any way I can. I want to play baseball. I want to change sports. I don't want to play sports. I want to do this. I want to be a pilot. I want to be whatever. Great. I'll help you any way I can. That's... Yeah, but
1: here, yeah, but here's the thing. If they want to do all that and I not spend all this money on them,
0: mm-hmm. I'm going to need
1: some type of return in the later... You're going to have to do something. You got to do
0: something. Dog, you're 10. You're 10. Do you know how many no. times I changed my mind at 10? How many times I've changed my mind at 20 fucking 8 right now? Sorry for cussing. No. No. <laughs> 28 i have changed so, I, yeah
1: i'm just talking for the i'm just talking for the expense part i'm not defending and i'm not defending the dude i'm just saying like you was giving an example saying like all right you want fo- no, to play football that's fair all right babe. all right i changed my mind i want to do basketball all right cool uh i he- changed my mind i want to do baseball slow down baseball costs more money than basketball or <laughs> football does
0: just don't play tennis here's what i want to oh, do oh
1: god no don't <laughs> play golf
0: here, here's what I want if I were in that situation the payoff for me is you to be happy and successful in whatever you decide to do and take care of me in my old age that's it I'm cool with we'll that' at least try oh try yeah that's 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 it that's the goal the goal I feel like is to set you, whoever your children may be to set them up better than you were any things that you were like oh you know I don't want to have this down the road life Trump, lessons Trump life lessons you choose those four times
1: True, but that's also like, that's kind of, that's kind of difficult if you was raised up right. Say like, like. No, that's fair. Well, both of us, like we were raised up right. Our right. Pa- like our fa- our parents, our families did a good job raising us the way that we needed to be raised. If it, I do say so myself. Like, yep. <laughs> and, and that we got, and that we got here. So yeah. the thing with us, for people that were raised right, it, it's just basically trying to raise your kids better and. That's that's gonna be tough. That's putting a lot of pressure on us because we fair. was raised really good. That's fair compared to some people that weren't raised really good. Like you're trying to do better, it might be easier. So like with that one, withstanding, I just wanted to point that one out there. That's so fair. The key, the key is to try.
0: The thing I'm trying to say is the guy is reminding me of this is I'm I'm gonna call it now. You can lock it in, and I hope I'm wrong. Todd Marinovich actually ended up becoming a huge drug addict, and it completely ruined his life. I'm hoping for better for this kid, but I've seen what happens and history has shown the kids who are programmed uh, to use his dad's words are programmed from a young age to be these superstar athletes because that's all their parents want for them. Do not become well-rounded individuals. They don't end up well. The second that safety net and that leash is gone, they spiral.
1: And then, and the thing about it, because they don't experience a lot of like just nature, they don't no. experience natural type things. Yes, you're trained as such, but that is all that you do when it comes to being a train and trying to and trying to train a kid to be this perfect phenomenon. And you're learn and you don't learn all the other aspects of life,
0: which which can cost you. Exactly. And dude is 5'10. <laughs> dad is 5'10. Kid ain't going to be bigger than 5'10 6 foot. So, uh, the, from a genetic standpoint, doesn't really have the deck in his favor. But that's different conversation, different day. I I, I who knows what's going to happen 10, 15 years down the road. The thing for me, the dad is a scumbag in my opinion. And he okay. is going it he is going to ruin his kids life if he keeps doing this to him. All and right. I'm
1: I, a- let me ask you this. Um is the dad beating on him or anything like that? Is we don't it know. Just like being pushed. Like what exact like what exactly it, um because we already know if it's stuff like this, you already know there's gonna be a lot uh, some trolls, some people on, mm-hmm. on social media that's gonna be trying to call for like child like for a uh uh, cps
0: i'm not calling for cps i'm not saying that and i'm not saying anybody else should we don't know what's happening behind closed doors but from what everybody can see on video on camera you can hear the dad basically telling the kid what to say how to say it how to do it okay
1: that's just okay that's just narcissistic uh, uh, that's narcissism reaching
0: out to every single sports platform media platform sports podcast he tried to get on busting with the boys which is how i know that we will have made it to sports media people at this point is if this dude's dad hits me up on twitter and says, let's do a show. <laughs> That's He's hit up everybody. I'm talking every insider, every podcast host that has more than, you know, 20 listeners a week. Okay. Uh,
1: Let me ask you this. Compare this dude, Baby Gronk, to the Ball Brothers with, Le- with LeVar.
0: Worse. Worse because LeVar was doing this when they were in their, their early, like, preteens and up. Cause that correct me if i'm wrong was he doing them at like 10 years old or something like
1: that uh, he, according to him not around that age he knew like he all already he said he knew he had everything planned as far as like what he wanted and that's my out issue of his, out of his kids um he wanted out of you know the person that he was going to be with mm-hmm. um as far as love life goes uh that's what lavar said to begin with he mm-hmm. pushed him but like from the stuff that we seen from the documentary from some of the, like the reality shows, the documentaries and stuff, and stuff that we heard from, you know, Lonzo, Leangelo, um, <clears throat> and Lamelo, nothing really major to that. They pushed them because they want a lot of them wanted it. It was exactly, and that's my the thing. fact that yeah, he ahead, gonna, yeah, he was gonna push them, but nothing major because them guys wanted it, and I think even Lamar touched on that as well. If you like, we go back and look at some of the interviews that Lavar talked uh, Lavar talked about when he was on ESPN. Got banned. FS one on Undisputed. Now, now, undefeated,
0: never lost.
1: Yeah, you, lost a lot, dog. But outside of that, like as a parent, nothing really stuck out to that major as far as like what you're. Describing about the whole Baby Gronk situation. And that's the thing. Two.
0: is People are saying this is worse than LeVar. And I think it is. Because apparently dude's been trying to do this to and his I kids.
1: And I don't even think Lavar thing was ver- worse. The only thing worse about Lavar was he kind of messed up Leangelo.
0: He he messed up Leangelo, And he kind of messed up LaMelo a bit. And he kind of messed up Lonzo. Because a lot of people Mello, feel
1: like... Melo's doing, doing good.
0: Melo's the think, best of the three. L- yeah, Lonzo may he, never play again.
1: That's only because of injuries. Not because of yeah. play.
0: No, I know playing that great either but that's easy for me to say in a chair but anyways point i'm trying to make i'm not i'm saying he is worse than that because again a, a sports parent you know look, look at Dion, or look at prime we talk about prime all the time nope. prime didn't force this on his kids
1: They want it.
0: his kids want this and that's the thing you can be a parent and kind of push your kids and be like hey remember you want this the second you tell me you don't want it anymore as like Done. you know yeah i'm out cool that's fine let's move on to something else that's the thing Yep. If if you want me to push you, I'll push you. If you don't want me to push you, then we won't do this. Ryan Clark, again, if I have to drag you to this goal of yours, you don't want it.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, like when you take account, when you take account that you also got to take account that um, even if they want it, they might not make it. So right. you have to come, you have to come to terms with that reality.
0: You got to come. Dude is five
1: plans. ten. Now, if he's doing football, he has a high chance. He has a high chance. He has a higher chance uh, to succeed in that than he does, basic uh, like like basketball because that's more of a tall that's more mm-hmm. of a tall tall man's game.
0: You got about three roles you can be as a five ten person in football, and it's cornerback, slot receiver, running back, or kicker. And he don't want him to be a kicker. because so That's about it. What's wrong with kickers? I'm I'm he doesn't want his kid to be a kicker. You know I got nothing but love for kickers. I'm
1: about to say <laughs> shoot man, two of the best kickers in the game come from my alma mater.
0: Hey, fair enough. You're right. Shout like, out T-Bass. Like young way not, to, not to
1: mention, they both got swag.
0: Yeah, they do. And did. they get money. Exactly. But it, before we get into kickers and everything, it's because I want to touch on something that'll be a good pivot. But the biggest thing for me, again, from everything that I've seen in videos, you know, interviews, all of it, because you can hear the dad coaching his kid to answer questions in the background on how to do it. Like, that's, that's what I have a problem with. From body they language.
1: That, that, like, surreal narcissistic, controlling. Exactly.
0: You're living vicariously through your kid, a dream that you were never able to achieve. So you're forcing that on your son from everything that I can see from the outside looking in. That's what has me the most messed up. Because it doesn't even look like the kid wants to do it. It looks like kid just wants to make dad happy. So he's rolling with it. True. So that's, and again, this is all alleged. This is all from the outside looking in. I don't live with them. I don't know them. We're not friends with them. I know nothing about it. But from everything I've seen, Dude's a jackass. I'm sorry. There's no other way to put it. I, I don't like the. I don't like the dude. I, I'll never like the dude. And he's the thing is though is he's getting what he wants is because here we are talking about it. But I I, I just got to say my two cents, <laughs> which with how long you've been talking about it for about 10, 15 minutes or probably at a whole dollar right now. So let's move on. Let's talk about kickers real quick. And this is going to transition the NFL. Did you see what uh, Baker Mayfield said to Hot Rod? I
1: did see that. Oh, uh, that's dated back since. Uh, I'm trying to think. That was uh, 2017.
0: Yep. That was uh, so for going those who don't
1: Rose Bowl, Rose Bowl between Georgia and o- Oklahoma.
0: So, for those who don't know, Georgia beat Oklahoma in the Rose Bowl. And then uh, Baker apparently bumped into Rodrigo Blankenship recently, who was the kicker for that team, and said, I still don't like you.
1: <laughs> which is yeah, funny. B- both of them play for the Buccaneers now.
0: Yeah, which was funny. But speaking of football, some of the biggest news right now, um, we're not going to talk on Stephon Diggs because he's back at OTAs and everybody yeah, can get over I'll, it. I'll, I'll, I
1: wouldn't worry about, worried about, it. about that.
0: If he missed a second day, that's when I started to get concerned. He missed I, one day. I, I
1: still wouldn't be worried about that. I'm like, OTAs is one thing. Training camp is an entirely different ballgame. Yeah,
0: and what he said too was like, look, he even put it on his Instagram story because I saw Bleacher Report put it up or something. He's like, look, I'm just going to let people cap for the sake of capping at this point if that helps y'all sleep at night. Like the coach yeah, said it, it Josh said it, Von said it. He's like, "Look, we're fine." Like yeah, y'all, I knew they was good. <laughs> I know they, did. I knew they were too. But who's not good? We gotta talk about D Hop. Where is D Hop going?
1: Okay, so I'm glad it's not Tennessee because I did. I was on CBS. Um, CBS came out an article about. Okay, let's see. So the Patriots are hosting free agent wide receiver Hopkins on a Wednesday and Thursday, according to CBS Sports NFL insider Jonathan Jones. Days after the former Pro Bowler met with the Titans, New England is also optimistic the two sides can reach an agreement. Part of the athletic, just as concern mounts regarding the availability of Juju Smith-Schuster. Smith-Schuster was one of the team's prize free agent additions mm-hmm. this offseason landing a three-year $25.5 million deal to replace departed starter, uh, starter Jacoby Myers. But the former Steelers and Safety's veteran suffered a knee injury in the AFC Championship game and is re- still recovering from it, with Coach Bill Belichick labeling Smith-Schuster as day-to-day at minicamp.
0: I mean, Smith Schuster's a wide receiver, too, at best. I mean, that's what we, you we, and I have talked about. We,
1: we already knew that he Do was we know two, this? going back to the A-B days.
0: So now you have a true wide receiver one you could potentially sign. Here's who I think he's going to. He's not going to Tennessee. And I've been getting into it oh, Titans gotcha. on Twitter. He's not going. And the reason why well, he's not going, and someone said a good point. He said uh, what he's looking for, he's looking for um, stability within the organization. Titans have a new GM. Yep. Uh, he's looking for a quarterback who loves the game of football. That is a blanket statement that means that is going Yeah, Jones I,
1: uh, Matt Jones, you would never question that on um, for the Patriots. But yeah. you can't – but you don't even know who's going um, to be the real quarterback. Exactly.
0: Is it Tannehill? Is it Levis? Is it, you know, Malik Willis? Is it any of those guys? You don't know. Is, so, it, a runner,
1: is it Derrick Henry?
0: Is it Derrick Henry? Can Derrick Henry play all 22 positions on the field? Because that's the only way y'all are winning the championship. I don't care. I've, mm, I'm getting mad. <laughs> I'm down. Dude, there was a – All t- good. Titans fans and I were going back and forth on Twitter. And for those who. That, it,
1: that's because y'all, look, you, you ain't got no reason to be yet, man. You got the best quarterback in your division. You I was having sure. fun with
0: it. Somebody's like, oh, you know, bold claim for a team who's only won one year in a row. It's like, hey, look, clear, only one of us is rebuilding. We got four teams in this division. One of us isn't rebuilding, the other three are. Somebody's like, the Titans are going to win it all. It's like, you need to score more than 17 points a game to win it all. I'm sorry. And I actually had Titans fans agreeing with me. They go, no, that's a good point. (laughs)
1: Not to mention, like, the defense is not that great.
0: The run defense was the best in the league last year. Okay, yeah. The pass defense looks like the Gators defense when Georgia Southern was running the ball. It looks – bad the past defense was the actually the worst in the league last year gave it the most yards per game most yards per attempt and yes there were injuries and yes they did try to fix that however you can't fix that overnight he's going to and the other thing he wanted was a um a good defense so he's going to my opinion new england because that fits new england yep. has a decent defense well, yeah baltimore because that no. was part of what Lamar wanted apparently.
1: True, but I don't think he's going to Baltimore.
0: I'm saying potentially. So I'm saying Buffalo. No. The re- Buffalo? No. Baltimore. Well,
1: okay, well, here's the thing. That's where you said you said culture
0: and quarterback. culture quarterback who loves the game and the is stability that- in the front office. And what I think is also something that he's looking for is a quarterback who's actually Good, because he made a comment about how he's like, look, I love Colt McCoy, but you know, yeah. So, like, a quarterback could actually throw him the ball, well,
1: which Tannehill,
0: as a former wide receiver, cannot do that.
1: Well, here's the thing: let's look at the teams that need a receiver and also need a true number one. New England, is the top it. okay.
0: That's that was the other team I was getting at. All so right, my,
1: right now, right now, I at the top of my head, I'll say New England is at the top of that list. Tennessee is a team that needs it, but they're not going to get the.
0: No, they're not. They're not there yet. Kansas
1: City, they can use it. They don't really need it because they got Travis Kelsey. And mm-hmm. you got Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. So right now, Patrick Mahomes, it, like, it, just getting into the promise of his career, where he could turn any receiver into a pretty good
0: wide receiver. He almost had Smith Schuster go for a 1,000 yards. Exa- exactly.
1: <laughs> so... And you still got Kendarius Toney on the roster. Mm-hmm. You just drafted a receiver this year. I forgot who it was, but you just drafted one. You still got Sky Moore on the squad. So Chiefs wise, I think they're okay, but if they have a chance to get them, they're they'll gonna take them. they're gonna take yeah, they'll get them, they'll take the opportunity to get them. But I got them ranked right at number two. They don't really need them. The no. Patriots need him.
0: They do. Because Belichick can do many, many things, but he cannot draft a wide receiver.
1: But he can trade and sign one.
0: Yes, he can, and he could draft former quarterbacks to play wide receiver. Case in point, Julian Edelman. But
1: sadly, that's bad. Sadly, that's bad. That, that's that's such a true,
0: but yeah, that's sad. The, that's sad in Atlanta. But that's again not the point. Point I'm trying to get at: Tennessee, you're not getting D Hop. Um, I think I think you're right. I think you might go to New England. New England makes I, sense.
1: I see New England. Kansas I, City's definitely won. I don't see Buffalo because they got they got Diggs and Gabe Davis. Plus, they just drafted Dalton Kincaid. Will they go after him? Yes, because of DeAndre Hopkins, and he got and he and he, he has a really good reputation within the league, a lot of respect from a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. He's still going to be in the top one, the NFL top one hundred. That's going to be coming out in the coming months.
0: Yep. Um, and he only played seven games last year.
1: Exactly. So he's he, <laughs> exactly. And plus, dog, he he ain't that old. Sorry, nine games. He's, He's wa- like he's not washed. He no. can still make those plays. So again, he's for not me,
0: washed. He's not best, washed. The
1: best place that, the best place he should go is New England because he'll be the without without question the number one receiver. Uh, they just got an offense coordinator, but or like barring my judgment, he's an offense coordinator mm-hmm. compared to max Patricia. <laughs>
0: By definition, he is an. Offensive By definition, coordinator.
1: he's an offensive coordinator. You're looking to bounce back, and also, it just fit like it just feels right. Not to mention, you don't hear a whole lot of like bad talk from D Hop about how he feels about playing for Bill Belichick.
0: He's a very Belichick player. The dark horse I see in this, and I said it earlier, Miami.
1: I don't see Miami.
0: Here's why I see Miami. No state income tax, which a lot of players like. True. And he doesn't have to be the guy. He can be a guy. He doesn't have to be the guy. And what I think he's also saying, and he's not actually saying, but what I think he's going to want to do is go for a ring. He's 31. He's got maybe four years left. True. So he probably wants to win a ring within those next four well, years.
1: Well, if we're using that instance, you can be able to go get a ring in New England if you were you to can. sign with New England. Here's the reason why. Bill Belichick has – I'm not going to say pressure. He's not on a hot seat. Nah, Yet. He's not on a hot seat yet. He's still got more time right, right now. He's just on seat really warmers, but he's seats, not on a hot seat. He trying to do he's not on a hot week. seat. We're on to the next uh, week. No about hot seats. Defense, we are no New England's going to be there on defense. Yeah, they'll be fine. Uh, offensively, they just got to be able to improve more. Uh, Matt Jones is the guy for them. You just had to load up on weapons on that side of the ball. You, you got mean it's not Bailey's app? God, no. I know. I'm kidding. And It showed.
0: I'm kidding. Yeah, you, you i kidding.
1: Once you lost to Chicago, that Monday Night game against Chicago, hey, that should have told, told the whole story.
0: Fields is going to be that dude. We've been saying it for months. Lock it, in now Fields is yeah, going to be that dude. We'll, but yeah, keep going. We'll talk, we'll
1: talk about that yeah. when we ever when we do our division series. Anyway, yeah, keep going. Anyway, I think if you give Matt Jones a weapon like this with DeAndre Hopkins, and you're in the division, a loaded division in the AFC East. You give them a shot because their defense is going to be able to hold it down for a degree. And Mac Jones is not a guy that can turn any receiver into a star, but he is a guy that can turn that he is a guy that can that can put up points if you have a lot of weapons for him um at the receiver at the receiving position, plus if you're able to run the ball effectively. Look what he did when he was at Alabama. Load him up with weapons. He knows how to use them. He knows yeah. how to play with them and he knows how to win.
0: He's a great game manager, and I'll give him that. Yes. And but that's let, not a bad thing. No, not at all. But I mean, I think Kansas City or New England and Miami, those are the big three. I think you're right. New England probably makes the most sense, but we can both agree he ain't going to Tennessee. Yep. Now let's let's go into basketball. Let's talk about uh something that just happened today as of recording this. Uh Carl Anthony Towns um thinks as highly of himself as LeVar Ball thinks of his three children. <laughs> so basically for the again this came out today for those who haven't seen it yet as of when you listen to this episode uh carl anthony towns made the comment about how when he retires and i screenshotted this so i can read it carl anthony towns said on the pat bev podcast quote i feel like when my time is up and i retire and i put the shoes up i feel like there's going to be people who are going to say that i changed the game and i'm going to be very appreciative of that That's the end of the quote. Towns has spent his entire eight-year career with the Minnesota Timberwolves and is coming off a 22-23 campaign where he averaged 21 points, eight rebounds, and five assists while shooting 49.5% from the floor and 36% from deep. However, he was hurt most of the year. Uh, No, you have not changed the game, sir. Uh, I would say if any big man of this decade has changed the game, it's who we're going to talk about in a little bit, and it's the man who is Jalen's screen right now. It's actually both of them. It's Embiid and it's Jokic.
1: Mainly Jokic, but mainly like, Jokic. Uh I agree with you. He did not change the game. I think he's just part of what the game is going. Exactly. What do I mean by that? You're over seven feet tall. You gotta you got guard like skills. You can dominate the game from both the perimeter and the interior. You just don't do it at a consistent basis. Right. That's the thing. Um because I remember it wasn't this year. It was the year before they went against. They went up against the Minnesota Timberwolves. We saw games where Carl Anthony Towns was the best player and it wasn't John Moran. And that was, I believe it was game one and maybe maybe either game three, game four. Like, sorry, I don't remember that series vaguely. I just know the Grizzlies won that series. Yeah. But the way Carl Anthony Towns looked, being guarded by uh, like Jaron Jackson, there were moments where he, he dominated the game and he took over. But there right. were way too many moments where you think he should take over and he doesn't.
0: He got dominated and got taken. He over. got
1: dominated against. We've seen that happen way too often. Where you're a guy that has that a much, that like that amount of talent that should be dominating and taking over the game and being mentioned amongst the best bigs in the league, as well as possibly trying to contend to get an MVP. But you're not. You're not winning. And not to mention, you're one of the reasons why Jimmy Butler left Minnesota to begin mm-hmm. with. And we'll never forget that story that Jimmy Butler told where he took a whole bunch of third-string guys and beat you in the rest of the starting five. Yes, he did. And not to mention, Anthony Edwards is on the incline and possibly surpassing you as being the best player on that team. But that's a different story for another day. And he's
0: already surpassed him. Here's, here's the way I look at it. Cat is a dude, not the yeah. dude. No, and to be a game changer, you have to be the dude.
1: Is he one of the best bigs in the league
0: currently? He is,
1: yeah, he is one of the best bigs in the league, talent wise. Yeah, he's top ten. And by and by production, you can't argue with those numbers. No. but what you can argue with, he's not on the level of an Embiid. Definitely not on the level uh, as a Jokic. Because, because
0: he, go ahead, sorry.
1: The level of production has not followed the level of talent that he has. The level winning he's done has not followed the level of talent he potentially has because because cat does have talent, but he does not produce as much as most people would expect him to. And I get basketball is a team sport, but if you're, but again, we're in this day and age where if you are the best player and if you want to be mentioned or ranked among the best guys in the league, you got to change the game as far as for your team, make them better. And he has not done that. No. He's gotten them to the playoffs. He did do that, but when the rubber needs to meet the road, and he go against another guy that's ranked higher than him, he tends to shrink nine times on uh, uh, like more times than nine.
0: Yep. And he also doesn't play defense very well, which is why they brought in Gobert. And that's
1: it. And that's the real disappointing about you it. You can't be a like,
0: game changer, be a one way
1: player. And that's the disappointing thing about it because the dude was a terrific uh, run protector yeah. when he was at Kentucky.
0: It was him and Willie Colley Stein. Cauley Stein was the better defender.
1: Cauley Stein was the better offensive uh, player. Uh, Cauley Stein, Trey Lyles, Marcus Lee, uh, Marcus Lee, Dakari Johnson. Oh uh, God, Kentucky had a doom squad back.
0: They then. had a doom squad for a couple years. Now, now they got a mid squad. Um, <laughs> I, anyway, I call it how I see it. My Gators are much better. I'm, I'm taking so, a shot at Kentucky because I can. But yeah, I mean, you brought up Jokic, and we brought up the game changers. Let's get into Jokic, man.
1: Finals MVP.
0: Finals MVP.
1: Dominated, and all he wants to do is just go home.
0: Which, again, I love it. And you had a, a quote from Stephen A. Smith, if you still got yeah. that pulled up. Yeah, so, I still like, got it. This is case in point. Go, case in point with what's going to happen with Jokic. And I saw it on Twitter, and so I made a great point. And when Jokic retires, we're never going to see him again.
1: Most likely, no. No, he's you're just not going to get news from Serbia.
0: No, he's going to go back to Serbia, and he's going to live his life on his horse farm with his chariots and just enjoy it. As you should.
1: Let me ask you this. What do you think has been some of the biggest knocks on Jokic's career? Like why a lot of people don't really see him as one of those top dogs?
0: He doesn't look like... Even
1: though he is now. Prior prior to this year.
0: He doesn't look like a top dog. Okay. Like we've talked about for weeks now. He looks like the dude at the park who who can't play. But he balls out. The thing for me and a big knock against him too is, again... He's not a great defender. He's a solid defender, but he's not a great defender. But when you look at the stats, you look at the numbers, and honestly, you don't expect that kind of talent out of Denver. It's not something that a lot of people see. You expect that sort of, you know, star power out of, and this isn't a shot against Denver. Calm down, Denver fans. You expect that out of a Boston, a Miami, L.A. You know, you expect that out of Houston or one of these other major, like, super huge like you know market cities new york uh brooklyn something like that where you have that dominant god to your big man and they've been there consistently year after year after year when you think of dominant players you don't think of denver very often but when you look at the numbers Jokic is one of the he's the best center in the game right now he's the and best
1: he's the best player in the game right he's now.
0: the best player in the game right now and you and i have talked about it before while he's not top five centers all time not yet he, he's in the driveway and he's walking up the sidewalk right now yeah. to go knock on the door
1: right. but and also here's <laughs> the thing about it, he doesn't care
0: no he don't care he does that, not care no play that quote because that's a great quote Stephen a made a great point i don't agree with him very often
1: well like well the point is going to be based on yeah yeah no, all right <laughs> he doesn't know that though i don't think he cares when you experience a lot of the things that a lot of foreign countries experience you know what life and death is truly all about and he has that kind of perspective so because of that they understand that it's just a game and at the end of the day come hell or high water i'm gonna go home and live my life everybody forgets something that happened a couple of years ago marquise morris when jo- jokic was dribbling up the court he saw the low ball and jokic clobbered him in the back that the miami Heat wanted to get at jokic jokic's
0: brothers took out a Twitter account. Marquis's brother was talking about Oh, so we're going to hit people in the back now. They've never used it before or since.
1: Saying your brother started it, our brother finished it. We strongly suggest that you let
0: this go. <laughs> <laughs> and he's right. It's Here's a, the thing. Go ahead, sorry.
1: Here's the thing about that. I'll never forget there was a press conference where after that altercation, I don't remember the exact day, But I do remember this quote, and it it stuck with me for a long time. Jokic pointed out, I think, something about America, how there's a lot of big issues, gun violence or something like that. I'm not sure in particular. Don't quote me on that. But I do Mm -hmm. remember them saying this. He says, where we come from, they drop bombs on us. I do remember that quote from Mm -hmm. him. I'm reading a quote from Bleach Report where it says, Jokic was four years old when NATO troops bombed Serbia for 11 weeks in 1999. Mind you, the dude is from Serbia. He's overseas. Dog, when I look at this, and I'm going to touch up this a little bit later on, because we're going to talk about, you know, the impact of him winning that ship. Mm-hmm. Jokic is literally, he's like a guru. He's like a guy that's just at peace with with life. He knows, he he has his priorities. He knows what drives him, but he knows what makes him happy. The years he won MVP, where was he? He was at home, celebrating with his family and his people. That was it, just just in a farm somewhere in Serbia. That's his life. And he doesn't take things like that for granted, and we're seeing a lot of that from overseas guys.
0: This is a going game. back
1: what I mentioned. Yeah, it's a, it's literally a game to him. It's not life. It's not a job. It, it, it's just a job.
0: Yeah, it's a job. It's just a game.
1: A game. It, yeah, to him, that's how he gives it off. That's how he sees it, to a degree. Going back with go the that. respect thing, Jokic is the best player in the league. He's not going to get a lot of credit because a lot of people still see his game as being boring. Heck, Key, um, Keyshawn Johnson on Key, Jay, and Max early this morning just constantly went at it. He gave Jokic his respect, but constantly said that his game is just boring. And to a degree, I get where a lot of people are coming from in that. It's not flashy. He's not that athletic. He's flashy when it comes to passes and just making unorthodox plays. He dominates so differently differently than from what we've seen in, in, in past and just in history.
0: You know who else's game is super boring, by the way? What? Brady.
1: Exactly. But Brady had a
0: super boring game.
1: But here's another big knock about it. It's not who he is, not who he is, but it's also where he comes from. Dude is from Serbia. He's overseas and he's dominating. He's dominating the game that's in America. The second best player is not from America. The third best player is not from America. Think about this now. Now we're transitioning on to the impact of Jokic winning the title. The three best players. You can argue the three best players. Are not from the state of the USA. Yeah, Jokic, Giannis, and B. And you can add Luca as being a four.
0: How about you got four? Four right there.
1: That those are the best guys. And what do they do? They work hard. They don't take nothing for granted. They don't get into all the flashy stuff that most Americans that we tend to do. And as much as we pride and have so much emotion for the game of basketball, not saying that they don't, but they do it better than what we do because of where they came from, how they came from, being overseas and stuff, they legitimately don't take nothing for granted right Giannis grew up in Greece he talked like he talked about his background where he came where he came from dude went from being a skinny uh skinny dude to a big muscular he put in that work. guess uh, guess uh, you want to know who we get on to about that uh, looking at Giannis's transformation Ben Simmons yeah and B went from being a skinny dude from like from a different part of the Congo or Africa then he gets into the league he's injured prone yes but three years after he got drafted, due to midley show presence, he's gonna be one of the best bigs in the game. Luca is from Slovenia. He's been playing with professional athletes for a long time. So him coming to the NBA and automatically having success is no surprise to him because he's already been trained in that aspect. But also, he's from overseas. He knows where he comes from. And compared to the and compared to USA, He really doesn't take things for granted, so immediately he's able to translate his level of play into this league. He's not that fast. He's not that athletic, but he controls the game at his own pace. He makes people play at his own pace. The same thing goes with Embiid, and the same thing goes for Jokic, and that's how they've been able to dominate because they learned to master the art of it while at the same time not taking things for granted. They don't get into the whole branding aspect of this business. They don't. They don't prioritize uh, being flashy, being on commercials like heavy, unlike heavy, like that. They do it, but you don't hear that. Hear that much about it. All you see is them is living their lives, having fun, enjoying life with their families and their friends in a meaningful and like in a very mild life way. It's not flashy. It's not trying to fit into the big trends they're just doing the thing and when it comes to and comes down to it they're gonna ball out right and the reason why I'm starting what well, we start to see a trend where a lot of people are not going to give them that much respect except for like Giannis Jokic and Luca is because not your uh, Giannis uh Embiid and Luca Jokic, Jokic is a two is a two time MVP mm-hmm. Finals MVP and an NBA champion.
0: The other two aren't. He's well, big. Giannis
1: he's seven foot. He is he, like he got tremendous footwork. He's not that flashy. He doesn't jump. He doesn't jump up and down like that. But he's still dominating people. Yep. But because he doesn't do that, a lot of people are not going to take the flashy. Um, uh, like not because not flashy and athletic as some of the best ones. A lot of people want to discredit him on
0: that. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, man, that goes right to the finals. So, like, let's – NBA finals, man, like, it, we said it. I, unfortunately, I was wrong. I thought I was going to seven games.
1: Yep, yeah, I was hoping for
0: it. I was hoping for seven, too. But There, I'm was, cool nothing with,
1: they could do, there was nothing they could do with that. No, man.
0: but I'm cool with five. So, like, it, it goes to show, and, again, this is a situation where I think it's more it's, – it's a knock on Jimmy's legacy because he's done this twice now, and they need to get dude more help. But one thing I do want to say, I want to talk about the Views. Uh, First of all, the NBA playoffs as a whole averaged 5.47 million viewers, which is the most-watched postseason of five years. Finals itself weren't so hot. Um, This is the fifth-least-watched finals of the modern Nielsen era, according to uh, Anthony Krupe. Um, However, Denver's title-win performance in Game 5 drew 13.08 million viewers, making it the most-watched game of the 2022-2023 season. So... Uh, casual fans can semi-eat their heart out because people still care. But the games were good.
1: Yep. And I think the biggest thing, it was good for Jokic because a lot of people still didn't want to discredit his MVPs. Mind you, the Denver Nuggets were the true process.
0: Right. Denver Nuggets were absolutely the true process. They
1: were the true process. After all the stuff that we heard about having a process with the Philadelphia 76ers, Mm-hmm. The Denver Nuggets were the true process out of that. Development, drafting, free agent signings to get to this point. Absolutely. In two years where they got bounced, where they got swept, didn't have no, and like, guys were out, and Jokic was getting MVPs but not enough respect and didn't show, and didn't show up for a lot of those games because he didn't have his help to be able to get, uh, like close the deal. He got it now, and now they're NBA champions and possibly going to be that for again. Uh, and going into next season, because they're going to get a lot of guys back, and they're going to add on some pieces. But the other thing, go, the other thing that goes along with it is this: a lot of people are not used to his game or used to watching him because, again, they're in Denver, Colorado, and mm-hmm. most like their games are going to be shown shown at a later time. This NBA Finals benefits from that, unlike especially for Jokic, because now people understand who he is and what he does. Right. But mainly, it wasn't even the NBA Finals. It was what he did against the Lakers. That really surprised a, little, a lot of people. Because but they didn't the, think he was going to do that.
0: No. And it, it's, they literally, from the beginning, nobody really thought Denver was going to do this. They thought Denver was overhyped going into the Finals. They wanted, yeah. I did too, selfishly. I wanted Boston, LA. That would have been a great Finals. But we've seen it a thousand times.
1: It would have been alright. It wouldn't have been great.
0: No, this is the, honestly, this is the start of a new era. Thank you. I think it's the start of a new era, 100%. I mean, it's it's not about who has the biggest market anymore. It's about who has the best team. team. Denver has the best team.
1: Denver had the best team. Miami had the best team in the Eastern Conference because it wasn't about their talent that made them the best team. It was about how they produced and how they performed that made them the best team. They didn't. Miami didn't have the most talent in neither nope. one of their matchups, nope. but they had the better team because they played as a team until they ran up against the different Nuggets because Nuggets had more talent. And they played like a team, a whole complete unit. Miami met their match because they finally went up against a team, a legitimate T-E-A-M, a that legitimate team a unit. that had talent.
0: Yep, and they also play as a complete unit. That's the other thing, is are they more talented on paper than Miami was? Absolutely, yes. but they also played like the Heat did. Yeah. Which they played to their individual strengths and their weaknesses Yoke. were covered up by other players' strengths. You're yeah. right. This is a and team. they executed. This is a team, and now you're going to have people who want to go to Denver for a ring because they've already done it.
1: Not going to go that far, but that's a different story for another day. Um, <laughs> we I'll on do, I do I do want to touch on this. All right, now that Jokic got his ring, mm-hmm. two year, uh, two time MVP, Finals and Finals MVP, NBA champion, the first guy to ever lead his team in both points, rebounds and assists. Mm -hmm. Now that he got his ring, who has the most pressure to get a ring come next season?
0: Honestly, Jimmy. It's, it's two teams out of the East. It's Boston and it's Jimmy. And the reason why it's Boston is because Boston has come so close two or three years in a row now. We and they've sn- had
1: that same roster,
0: and we've sniffed it for three years straight, and we've had the same roster, and we haven't done it twice to the Heat. However, Jimmy has gotten to the finals twice and not been able to seal the deal twice. So, um,
1: okay, go ahead.
0: It's between those two for me. What about you?
1: I want to say Damian Lillard because he because I think his loyalty to Portland is going to cost him. Not having a ring. He's leaving. We've heard countless times that is not the end all be all for him. All right, cool. That's your preference. Um, I was going to say Boston, but I don't know. I think that roster is going to change this summer. So I'm taking Boston out of the equation. Hey, they're not even my favorite to win the Eastern Conference next year. I still got the books. I'm going, I got to go Joel Embiid.
0: Yeah, no, Embiid too. I gotta go.
1: I gotta go. Embiid. Pressure is pressure is on him. At one moment, I was about to go Chris Paul, but now we don't even know where he's gonna be at. Pressure to win one soon is Joel Embiid. Right. Injuries have piled up repeatedly. hmm And you're guess what? The older you get, the, like you're not gonna get no healthier.
0: No, coach is gone. His so doc's gone
1: like, you got a new coach that's coming in. You don't know if James Harden is going to be back. You don't know like if Tyler, like, um, Tyler Mack, like Maxie is gonna step up and continue to like emerge and arrive
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you're coming off an MVP season where a lot of people felt like it should have gone to Jokic. Yeah. But after all the crying and like, you know, late season play, he ended up winning the award but, you have not, but you're the only MVP in in NBA history to never get out of the second round.
0: Right. And that's a problem.
1: That's where I'm going. Embiid got to get one. Yeah. Or at least get to the conference finals. Get close. He hasn't done that. No. So I'm putting pressure on Embiid. You got the MVP. This is your rival. You were the closest thing to uh, Nikola Jokic. And he... Was like I remember there was a picture of both of those guys, both their head were plastered on two guys that were racing. While Embiid was reaching for the MVP and he got it, the other guy was still running. And basically, the caption says, "I'm chasing a bigger prize," hmm. and Jokic ended up getting that bigger prize. Yep. He got the NBA title. So now with all that, with all that, all that aside, Embiid got to answer the call, or at least get hit, or at least get close to Answering the call.
0: Yeah, I mean you're right. I agree. I, I think it's down to three people. But on that note, man, let's go and close out the show for a bit. We've been running for almost 45, 50 minutes. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. Sorry the episode's coming out a bit late. Life gets busy, but we're back. We're doing this. Let's roll. Thank y'all for helping us get to 50 episodes. If you like the show, tell you know. Tell all your friends. Tell your family. Tell your crazy uncle. Your crazy aunt. Tell all of them. We love the listeners. We'll take them. If you like the show as well, five-star reviews on whatever platform you're listening to. Leave a comment on the video as well. For some reason, it helps the algorithm. Don't know why, but it does. If you didn't like the show, never happened. You're not getting the 50 minutes of your life back, but I appreciate you trying. I appreciate it. Uh, We both do. But, you know, it's not you. It's me. So show's not for you. That's cool. We appreciate it uh we've also got shout outs you want to get a shout out five-star reviews on the show comments retweets all of it if you're looking for sports shows or wrestling shows check out john over the wrestling fan insight or austin boyer over the wrestling world podcast if you're looking for sports shows like us go check out jim over at fan of the van go check out brent and dave over the 1420 podcast the guys over the BSing sports podcast Aaron over at brutally honest uh if you're on tiktok go check out darian over at chill takes uh dave and john over love in the playing field for a sports podcast the we like sports podcast uh sports bliss with rob and chris if you're looking for sports betting there's nate's daily wager and you bet smart uh with jake and scott and if you want to find out what to do in las vegas because the a's might be going there or they might not mm. that's a different talk for a different day and we're we'll gonna yeah, leave well, you on that note yeah visit vegas places Coyle puts on a great show and on that note thank you thank you thank you and as always we'll see you next time
1: peace